That's the advantage that we have with this nanosatellite. Because as we own the satellite and we control the mission, you can tell the satellite which pictures you want to take and over which areas and when. Welcome to the LifeWatch Eric podcast, a window on science from the European Infrastructure for Biodiversity and Ecosystem Research. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. I'm Julian Kenny, Communication Officer. Now, you probably know we've mentioned remote sensing and satellites as a way of monitoring biodiversity and tracking non-Indigenous and invasive species in a few podcasts already. Today, we're digging deeper into that topic with details of a highly specialised project in Andalusia, which is really innovative, really interesting. So I'm particularly happy to be interviewing Jaime Lobo Dominguez Roqueta, who is Satellite and HAPS Operation Manager at High Altitude Platform Systems at Federtech, the LifeWatch Eric ICT Corp in Seville. Good morning, Jaime. Welcome to the studio. Thank you, Julian, and thanks again for giving me this opportunity to talk about something that I really love. Yeah, it's a really exciting project. Look, um, you have an impressive background in spacecraft operations and aerospace technologies. Uh, well, yes, that's because I'm, I'm, I'm quite a senior engineer right now, so I have more than 20 years experience in things related to space, space mission. So the good thing is that I, I was able to work in different uh, orbital missions from low earth orbit missions to high altitude missions and also to um, MEO missions is a middle earth orbit right. missions like the Galileo constellation program. Okay. And that's why, that's why uh, when the life watch Eric CTO called me and uh, he told me that they were going to be working with a nano satellite for the, for Andalusia, this Spanish region. I was really interested. Uh, I just, uh, so I joined LifeWatch Eric, uh, in order to, to, to manage that program. Okay. And this is called the, it's an ERDF smart food project. Correct. So what does that do exactly? Okay. So this is an, an Andalusian program that engages innovation processes for the production and distribution of healthy and safe foods of highest quality and also perfectly traceable. Right. So LifeWatch Eric supplies the data management facilities to the Regional Ministry of Agriculture, Fisheries and Rural Development Headquarters here in Seville. And furthermore, ERDF are the European Regional Development Fund and is one of the investment funds allocated by European Union. So in particular, it invests in the infrastructure and services of underdeveloped regions. So it allows us to start attracting private sector investments and also to create more jobs. And in particular, this uh, ERDF supplies funding for the Andalusia Agency for Agriculture and Fisheries Development for this smart food program. And the satellite program is inside this smart food program. Excellent. And um, because these funds are not infinite and, you know, the management is very important, 
Is that why we have an, a nano satellite? How, how big is it? How small is it? Okay, so that, that's a really interesting uh, new paradigm in space. So this nanosatellite will weigh around 10 kilograms and is as big as a coffee machine, more or less. No. Yeah, so... but, but 10 the, kilos? Yeah, 10 kilos. 10 to 12 kilos. So right now we are in, in the development and testing of, of, the, of, the, of the satellite itself. But is 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 as I told you, these new nanosatellites are really capable. And for the mission that we want to accomplish, it's an ideal platform because it's small and is I wouldn't I wouldn't call it cheap, but could to com- comparing it to, to, to big satellites is is really cheap. Compared to NASA, it's pretty good. Yeah, or to ESA even. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so what will it do exactly? What's the purpose? Okay, so as is inside the smart food program, the purpose of, of this is to control, for example, invasive species like algal bloom and to be able to take corrective action. So it has two payloads on board. It has a, a remote sensing optical camera with a high resolution. Right. I mean, the resolution is better than five meters. So that's, that's quite, quite impressive for a, for a coffee machine, let's say. <laughs> and, 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 and also the second purpose is to, to, to monitor and to maintain the health of, of the agriculture fields. For example, to detect the health status of the plants. Do they need more water? Are they going to bloom? So it's particularly relevant to our partners in agroecology. Okay. So the good thing is we are not trying to, to supplement, to, to, to do things that are already being done by the European Union with the Copernicus program, but we are a complementary program, a complementary mission of the Copernicus program. Okay. And I understand that, um, to get the images that you want, you and to obtain the right information, you you task the satellite. Is that right? You say so you give it instructions, task it. Nice. Yeah, that's right, uh, Julia. So that, that's the advantage that we have with this nano satellite, because as we own the satellite and we control the mission, you can tell the satellite huh. which pictures you want to take and over which areas and when. So that's really important because usually you are able to take images from archives from the Copernicus program, but maybe you are interested in a particular area and on a particular date. So that's why we call it tasking the satellite, to send commands to the satellite uh. to take pictures at a specific time on a specific part of the Earth. Uh. And there are two, two really important variables when we are talking about Earth observation. The first one is the resolution of, of your instrument, of your camera, how sharp it is. Okay. Okay. Mm. And the second one is how often can you take a picture of a specific place? That's called the revisit time. So our satellite has a resolution of better than five meters. That's, that's better than the Sentinel-2 satellite of the Copernicus program. And our revisit time is also a very good one. Is going to be around four days, but we are going to be included in a constellation with other satellites. So that revisit time, when you take into account the rest of the satellite, is going to improve even further. Okay. 
And at what height do you fly? Is this way up in the stratosphere? So that, that's a really good question. So when you're talking about remote sensing satellites, the closer that you are with to the Earth's surface, the better your resolution is going to be. Obviously, yeah. But on the other hand, the lifetime of the, your satellite is going to decrease because you, you, you will have atmospheric drag that will slow down your satellite so it will fall down to Earth faster. So you have to find a compromise. So in our case, we're going to fly at around 550 kilometers. So that's close enough to the Earth, and it will allow us to be in space for around three to four to five years. Okay. I mean, just by way of comparison, what what height do you know other satellites fly at? You know, telecommunications. Oh yeah. So so telecommunication is a special case because you you could have what is called a geostationary satellite. So they fly at thirty six thousand kilometers. So uh, that's a special case. And then you will have, for example, the all the navigation constellation satellites. They fly around twenty five thousand kilometers. But most of the Earth observation satellite will fly from 400 to around 800 kilometers of altitude. Now, another of my favorite acronyms that you mentioned in our chat before this podcast is IOT. Yes, yes. So IOT is, is uh, um, something that has been around for some time. But in our satellite, we are go- going to have a secondary payload that will complement the optical camera. So it's an IoT, Internet of Things, payload. So essentially, this is a receptor that can gather data from a lot of sensors on the ground. So for example, imagine that you have a field, an agricultural field, with a lot of sensors on the ground that are measuring humidity, temperature of the soil. But, and you want to gather all that information. So in order to do that, one option is to have a satellite that will gather the information from all those sensors huh. from a really big area and then send that information to the ground, to a ground station. So the, the data processing occurs in the satellite or back on Earth? So the satellite will get, get, gather the data, but the processing will be done on Earth. So we are going to have our, our own mission control center right. in the Doñana area in the southwest of Andalusia. Mm. So in there, we will get, gather the data from the two payloads, from the optical camera and from the Internet of Things payload. Mm. So we could do, we can fusion the data from those two instruments in, in, in that mission control center. Yeah. And I said in the introduction that this is really quite innovative. Um, there's a, it's a hybrid operation, and it's, and it's really a, a, a new paradigm, a new style of doing things. Yeah, it's interesting because, as, as I told you, we are not a, a big space agency. We are a, a small, a small, a small organization in things uh, related to space. So what we are going to do mm. is to be involved, we are going to become part of a bigger constellation. So that's why we call it a hybrid operation, because we are going to use also, we are going to task also the rest of the satellite in that constellation. 
So, in fact, we are going to be able to have images from 5 to 12 satellites that are going to become part of that constellation. Okay. And the operation of all those satellites are going to be done, in our case, by the manufacturer of the satellite and also by ourselves because we are the final responsibles of the mission. So that's why we call it a hybrid operation. And um, I understand Elon Musk's got a, a hand in this. Uh, well, yes. Uh, we are going to, to launch the nanosatellite <laughs> with a Falcon, Falcon 9 rocket. That is one of the models of, of Elon Musk SpaceX company. And it's going to be launched uh, just in 2023, this year. In So... If everything goes nominal and according to the plan and all the milestones are fine, we will be launching in October from either Florida or California. So we're starting the countdown. And um, and LifeWatch, Eric, I mean, you in charge of these operations will have, you said, final responsibility for the, for the mission. Yeah, that's correct. Because you have several options. You could, uh, let's say, give the complete control of the satellite to a, a, to another operator. But in our case, we want to be the ones, the, the single point of contact with the customers mm. that are the ones that are going to use the, the images and are going to request through us the tasking of the satellite. But also it's really important to be able to monitor everything that happens to the satellite because at the end of the day, it's your satellite. Ah. And for example, if you need to do uh, some anomaly recovery operations on board the satellite, you have to be in the loop. Mm. You have to be informed and you have to be part of the of the decision because at the end of the day, you are responsible for that satellite that's in orbit. Mm. So we, through our mission control center in Doñana, are going to be monitoring 24-7 all the telemetry that comes from the satellite to monitor the health of the satellite, the batteries, the solar panel, the attitude control system, everything and every command that is sent to the satellite. We also will be receiving weekly reports on everything that has happened with the satellite. And we are responsible for the final mission. Incredible. Which will, you were saying, will last three years, say, more. Yeah, I mean, it all will depend on the sun activity. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's curious, but this type of satellite, because it's a nano satellite, quite a small, 10 kilograms. So it doesn't have propulsion on board. So it doesn't have rockets on board. Right. So if the solar activity is really big, what happens is that the atmosphere of the Earth will expand and you will have more atmospheric drag at the altitude that this satellite is flying. So it will slow down the satellite faster and the mission time will be reduced. Mm. But in the worst case, mm. this mission will last at least three years. But if the solar activity is smaller, it could last longer. And really, you know, I think you, you're you going to have to come back and give us an update on how this goes after a couple of years and show us the results that come from, you know, the data that you give to agricultural organizations and universities. Okay, I will be really happy to, to come back. And I'm sure that we will be able to, to task the satellite. So if you have a specific interest in, in a specific region or a specific uh, project, just let us know and we will do our best. I'll certainly let you know. <laughs> 
highly look at it's a fascinating modern world we live in. Um, I grew up watching Star Trek on TV, and, and it almost seems like science fiction to see this satellite technology playing a key role in understanding and protecting the Earth from the effects of climate change and invasive alien species, you know, the topics of our podcast. So, look, thank you very much for your incredible insights and all the best with the project. We'll stay in touch. Thank you very much. Boldly go where no one has gone before. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Julian. <laughs> Thanks also to my producer, Fabrizio Lecce. And above all, a great big thank you to all of our listeners out there. Please keep following developments on our website at www.lifewatch.eu and help us raise awareness of the work being done to redress you know, the imbalances that we humans, the anthropogenic imbalances in biodiversity and ecosystems that we've created. But the good work being done, not only in Spain, but across the planet. So thanks again. I look forward to our next encounter here on A Window on Science. <laughs>